Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Joel and Mike with you for another week of Growing in Grace. I'm Mike. He's Joel. Please know the difference. Uh, (laughs) For his sake. For his sake. Uh, Hey, good to be with you, Joel. How's it going out there in Growing in Grace land? Growing in Grace land. That's where I live 24-7. It's uh, just an awesome adventure, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love living in God's grace. What are you talking about? Of course, it's it's awesome every day. Uh, that's not to say that life, we live here on planet Earth and stuff gets thrown at us. <laughs> I'm not saying that all that stuff is awesome. Bad things happen, good things happen. But um, knowing that we are beneficiaries of such great promises from God, and knowing that um, it, that heaven is now, knowing that eternal life is now, even though we're experiencing all kinds of things while living in these here bodies. It's just good to know. It's uh, it's good to have uh, that as the foundation of our life. You know, Christ himself, and not my own uh, trying, just merely trying to exist here, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, and I, I like the word you use there, foundation, because um, I think this is some of what we want to talk about this week here on Growing in Grace. We've been spending some time well, we've been skipping around a lot, but we've been spending quite a bit of time in the book of Hebrews as we've been t- trying to talk about the understanding that we're not under an old covenant that Israel was under because that was put away. We are under a new covenant, a better covenant established upon better promises, and Gentiles, of course, included in that uh, along with, with Israel and the Jewish people. But this is one of those things, Joel, where the writer of Hebrews has spent almost 10 chapters, and we've been hopscotching around a little bit in the book of Hebrews as we talk about the difference between these covenants and, you know, the old compared to the new that we're under now. But it's almost like when we read the Bible so many times, it's easy to forget that the chapters and verses were added later. And so we're going now toward the later part of the book of Hebrews. Again, the writer of Hebrews spent, you know, the the first 10 chapters talking about these issues of the old versus the new and and, uh, the new high priest and Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that replaced all the other sacrifices from the previous covenant and on and on and on. And it's easy to jump into something like chapter 11, which is often referred to as the faith chapter or uh, I've heard it referred to as the Hall of Faith that mentions a lot of Old Testament people in there. And, and, and so the, the subject seems to be about faith. So we kind of assume, well, we just went from chapter 10 to chapter 11. This isn't like a regular novel or a book that uh, somebody might write where there's a different subject matter in that chapter. These were added by the, the people who put the Bibles together later on for reference purposes. And so we're not just changing study topics here from the new covenant and the sacrifice of Christ into an entirely different study topic. Not Joel, not even pastors during their sermon, when they get ready to say, in closing, and then they go on for about 25 more minutes. <laughs> Even they don't usually change the subject completely to a different sermon. Uh, and I think that's the case here from the writer of Hebrews, where uh, we're going from chapter 10 to chapter 11, where he's talking about faith. But I think he's continuing to try to make the case to bring greater understanding to these people back at that time 
of what occurred going from the old to the new. Yeah, so you mean like what Paul did in, in the book of Philippians, which is it's a four chapters as we know it, and at the start of chapter 3 he says, and finally, brethren... And then he writes two more chapters. <laughs> That's, I guess it's in their blood. I, I don't I th- know. I think, it's a, I think it's a trick that pastors use to make you think, okay, we're finally getting to the end, and so you can start getting relaxed, And then, the, the, but then he keeps on talking. Yeah, it's a trick. <laughs> it's a trick. It's a trick that they use. Anyway, yeah, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Or uh, I know you've been using the New American Standard a lot lately, Cap, and I like it too. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Like you were saying, we just jump in right there. Hebrews 11, 1, and we start talking about faith. Well, not paying any attention to what the writer has been leading up to in chapter 10, and also going back to 9 and 8 and 7 and so forth. The book of Hebrews, one reason why we can jump around in it so much is because it is one continuous thought process. And so if we see something in Hebrews 10, sometimes that'll bring us back to something that was said in Hebrews 8 or 7 or whatever. Same here with Hebrews 11. The writer wasn't just starting out a new thought about faith. I'm thinking, where do we want to back up to here? I've lost it, Cap. I've lost where we're at here. But, well, maybe I'll, I'll here. I'll do the co-hosting. I'll I'll pass it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing it, but now you, I don't what, see it. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's one of those things where I had it, and now I can't see it. So I'm going to pass it to you. <laughs> I don't know where you were going. Is the problem? I yeah. mean, how do you expect me to drive? Well, neither do I. <laughs> we, we have no GPS. <laughs> But seriously, yeah, so Hebrews 11, the great faith chapter, as it's often referred to. I was just looking up a word here, and I think it's the word, um, well, maybe I should back up. <laughs> here, I think let me take over. We're in reverse. Can we, can we get into drive here, at least first gear? Uh, faith, and different translations say different things here. Faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. So this assurance that we talk about, that simply means a a foundation, a substance. We were talking about substance uh, last week with uh, the new covenant of Christ. And this conviction or the evidence of things not seen, it's, it's proof. So faith is real and it's a foundation on which other things are built upon. And it brings us a conviction or evidence or proof of things that we don't always see, but can be manifested. Hmm. And the writer of Hebrews, to me, is is going on here, and it's interesting how some of the comparisons that he makes uh, with with Enoch disappearing, Noah and his situation, righteousness according to faith, Abraham, who received an inheritance, and of course we know about Abraham and uh, sacrificing his son, And it goes on from there to talk about these Old Testament, Old Covenant people, the covenant that they were under, and you can see some of the similarities, some of the parallels between the Old Covenant and the New. There were some parallels, and what was the link? What was the connection between the two covenants? It was faith. It was faith, because these people were operating in a type of faith with God 
under the old covenant. In fact, Joel, it was that faith that allowed them to gain approval from God and for them to be able to function with a certain amount of the, of the anointing of God in their lives. And it brought certain manifestations into place that the writer of Hebrews goes on to talk about. But keeping in mind, though, what he said all the way up to chapter 11 regarding the covenants and the sacrifice of Christ. Right, yeah, and I <laughs> I figured out what I was doing here. I had actually seen something further on in chapter 11, and I was trying to find it in chapter 10, so that was my problem. But um, what happened here, like you're saying, all of these people, Abraham, Sarah, Enoch, Noah, they did things through faith. Again, the assurance of what they didn't see, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, again, depending on which version you use, and through it, they obtained a good testimony, or they obtained approval, and it was all by faith. But uh, this isn't just something that's set aside from the rest of the book of Hebrews, but it's tied into uh, all of these things. As you lead up to Hebrews 11, as you look at Hebrews 8, 9, 10, the writer's talking about the perfect sacrifice of Christ. He's talking about the new covenant and how it superseded the old covenant. He's talking about how there were promises under the old covenant, but they were better promises in the new covenant. Everything under the new was better, was better, was better. You see that word all throughout um, the book of Hebrews, the word better. So what the writer talks about here, all of these people, they all died in faith. And that's a good thing, that they died in faith. That's um, Hebrews eleven thirteen, But it says, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were assured of them, they embraced them, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. It's all tied into what the writer has been uh, leading up to. And like you were saying, Cap, at the end of uh, Hebrews 11, all of these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us, or as uh, in the New American Standard, because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Which is amazing, because here are these giants of the faith as they're often looked at. Even though they were under that old covenant, faith was still at work, but they didn't receive what was promised. Why? Well, because the, the New Covenant hadn't arrived yet while they were on the earth. I mean, they, they, they couldn't receive that promise. Even though they were functioning in faith, they didn't receive the promise. So you use the word better. In fact, it was also mentioned here in, in Hebrews 11, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews mentioned mm -hmm. something better, uh, referring to uh, those old covenant people. But here, we, we, we are living in something better than they were. In spite of everything that occurred uh, and all the cool stuff that uh, the writer goes through here regarding faith and things that were manifested because of that faith, we've got something better than that. And it, it's, it's the promise of the new covenant. Christ is the promise. And um, we've got that. And, and that, that's reality. That, that's where we're at today. And, and it's an eternal covenant. It's very exciting. Yeah, that's the, the substance. Christ is the substance, as we've talked about. Christ is the reality Christ is what everything is established upon. It's Jesus Christ himself. All of these people had faith, 
they had faith through which they did things. I mean, it was uh, there were some really good things, and and you see all these things as you read through uh, Hebrews eleven. Some really awesome things happened, and some bad things too. Some were tortured, some had mockings and scourgings and all that type of thing. But it was all because of their faith, and even so, with that faith, they did not receive the promise again. Just to reiterate, why? Because God had something better planned. He had something better. And now this better thing, this new covenant. See, a lot of these people in Hebrews 11, some of them were before the law, before the old covenant, like Abraham, Sarah, Enoch, uh, and some were after the law. But no matter what, the faith that they had pointed them to the new covenant Jesus Christ himself being the substance of that, Jesus Christ himself being the author and the finisher of our faith, as, it's, uh, as it, uh, the writer uh, moves on to talk about in Hebrews 12. So uh, good stuff there as we uh, realize that you know faith is a wonderful thing, and uh, it all points to the person of Jesus Christ, the substance of our life in God. And speaking of a substance, there's a, a substance called salt. And Jesus made a statement, you are the salt of the earth. But who was he talking to? Was he talking to you and me as Christians? Or was he talking to somebody else? We'll talk about that next week. Should it be uh, quite interesting on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.